tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Oh, yeah. Life Radio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And um, boy, in West Virginia, or it was West Virginia or Virginia, Mark, where they were holding the Johnny Depp. Uh, Rachel, uh, Rachel, and Matt, uh, Hold on. Uh, Amber Heard trial. You expect me to know this? I, I know. <laughs> it was, well, a lot of people think it's New York or Los Angeles, but right. it's not. It's yes. actually uh, Virginia, Fairfax, Virginia, I think. Anyway, it doesn't right. matter, but um, the, you could hear the screaming everywhere, but it was so funny. The verdict gets announced and Amber Heard is in the court. And I kept wondering, why is the camera on her? Because I know after uh, court ended the other day, when the final arguments, the jury got mm-hmm. the case, Johnny took off for England, you know, yeah, to yeah. play with, with uh, Jeff Beck. And yeah. I thought, well, is he going to come back to town? Is it just a weekend furlough kind of thing? You know, it wasn't a criminal case. Nobody was going to jail. It was just about money. Mm-hmm. I, and, and yeah. I, well, I mean, the end result was money, but uh, in terms of what would be paid. But anyway, Johnny Depp wasn't there because right. he said it was kind of like, look, I've said my piece. I don't need, you know, I don't, I've already gone. It's like, you know, when you know the truth and you're telling the truth, yeah. you don't have to prove it anymore. You've already said it. It's right, like, yeah. you can walk away now. Yeah. And that's what he did. That's why he's out and he's in Great Britain on tour. Yeah. Meanwhile, Amber Heard knows she's lying. She's mm-hmm. got to be there. She yeah. has to be there. Yeah. And of course, it the really went towards that. But it was interesting how uh, Amber Heard's statement um, that came from her, right, was mm-hmm. written by lawyers, obviously, before then, because the the verdict gets handed down and the, and the press is immediately handed a press release by yeah. Amber Heard's people. Yeah. Yep. Oh, here it is. You're like, really? So you guys really didn't know you were losers, right? <laughs> okay, good. Because that's what the rest of us found out, you know? <laughs> yep. So, interesting. I still thought one of the funniest, not fun, but it's all things sad. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know of any relationship and most relationships uh, in the first two or three years, a lot of bad things can happen True. in a couple's life. Uh, you get past that stage of, you know, you're, when you're dating and you have the infatuation stage and then you find the love stage and you decide this is that person I want to be with, you know, yeah. and you get married and there is that honeymoon stage. And then all of a sudden you realize, hey, what is that smell? It is not me. I know that was you. Don't <laughs> cut, you know, and, and why are your toenails on this next to the recliner? You know, I mean. All of a sudden, you uh, combine two lives together, and it can get weird. Yep. And so, usually, all those little endearing about, things are no longer endearing. <laughs> they are no, really now you're living with them every That's day. That's right, yes. Why do you have to have a bag of cotton balls? Dudes don't ever have a cotton ball. Why do women buy them by the gross? You know? Why, is it, what, the, why here, is it the bathroom you, counter around the sink it used to be clean, and now it looks yeah. like a little city? I just don't understand. I, yeah. It's like... The only time I have a cotton ball, Mark, is when it's in the bottle, uh, in an aspirin bottle. That's it's right, like, but yes. now there's bags. But that's what gets to you in that first year of marriage. So yeah. there will be a lot of things in the first 18 to 24 months that a lot of couples don't survive. That's why. Yeah. And and that's where the Depp Heard thing was. They were together for less than five years, I think, total. And they were only married for, what, 18 months before she filed, or 15 months before she files a restraining order and calls the paparazzi. I'm, I'm coming out in just a couple of minutes. Film my left side, please. <laughs> That's, right, yes. That's where the bruise is. She you know. actually anyway. did that. She really did that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, 
There you go. Team Depp wins. I, I don't know what it'll mean for his career. I don't expect Disney to hire him back. Unless, unless now Disney would hire him back for Captain Jack Sparrow if he would now come out of the closet and say, okay, I'm good. <laughs> you know, if he would do that, they'd hire him back. You know? Wow. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show. And Mark, I took a picture on my phone the other day and I meant to send it to you. Oh, it no? showed you my cat like you know the cat that thinks i'm the maid yes which is i guess every cat that was a stupid thing to say <laughs> okay but my cat in the driveway on his back just wallowing around it i'm not kidding he used to be a pig he i just realized my cat was arnold the pig in a previous life that's that who he is. was <laughs> but he's wallowing around and i see there's a squirrel about 15 feet from him and so I get out my phone. I'm like, I'm going to capture this. You know, the squirrel is just standing there like, I got nothing to worry about. <laughs> and right as I'm getting ready to click it, I'm kind of zooming in a little bit. The cat, I realize, is eyeballing the squirrel. Oh. He's pretending he's not. Anyway, that's funny. as soon as I realized that was what was going on, I didn't take the picture. And then he went back to sleep, I think, because nothing <laughs> happened. So a Michigan woman you know, says squirrel freed. Of zip tie belt in Michigan. Yeah. A uh, squirrel. This woman in Michigan was able to rescue a squirrel that had a zip tie around its body with the help of social media and a local animal rescuer. Joanne Mason huh. said she initially noticed something was unusual about the squirrel when she saw it outside the back door of her uh, of her home. She said, I looked out my window and there's this squirrel and it had something white around it. I looked closer and it's a zip tie. Mason posted about the squirrel in the Allegan County Informed Group on Facebook, where users nicknamed the animal Mr. Zippy. The, the huh. group connected Mason with Mary Humphrey, a woman who helps capture lost animals as a hobby. Humphrey said, Oh, no. Yeah, she set up a trap in Mason's yard that was successful in catching Mr. Zippy after a few days. Mason said she was watching through a window when the squirrel approached the trap. She says, I was trying to stay calm, and I kept saying, come on, come on, come on. And then he came closer, and the trap went off, and I was just so happy. Well, then Humphrey, Don's thick gloves, was able to grab a hold of the squirrel and cut the zip tie from around his body, and Mr. Zippy was immediately released back into the yard. And Mason posted on the Facebook group that Mr. Zippy has been set free of his white zip tie belt. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't want to jump to a horrible conclusion, but the only thing I can think of Somebody had to have done that, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you would get into a zip tie around. I mean, I don't know. Squirrels can be kind of weird. He might There might have been a zip tie that was loose, and he got yeah. it around a foot, you know. Or, or and, he, he climbed through it at some point. He, you know, yeah, it, it, was, it, just, it, it'd been, it had fallen down someplace, and he climbed yeah. through it. And, and you think about the way squirrel, squirrels are built. They're, you know, once you get past their you know, their, their front legs and their chest, they're pretty big. Yeah. You know, so you know, Mark, I just – I think at one point in time, Donald Trump had a thing against squirrels. I bet he did that. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, you and I have never been ones to walk away from the dinner table early. You know, um, I remember, you know, the old joke about the two old women talking about a restaurant. Ah, oh, the food was so bad and such small portions, you know? And so, yes. anyway. That's so when you got right, a story yeah. about a man eating uh, eating three Carolina Reaper chilies, I'm thinking, that's never been my thing. No. I've never been a guy, you know, once I, 
I think I got tricked. You know, like, mm-hmm. remember at Pizza Hut when they had, like, the little jar of peppers? Yes. And a, a friend of mine, you know, hey, I bet you won't eat this. And, you know, when you're, like, 13, when right. you think you have to prove yeah. everything, no matter what it is. Yeah. Here, eat these juggle cats and walk near that cliff. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> sure, I'll do it. <laughs> Are there right. any girls watching so I can show off? Yeah, and exactly. I think I got burned by that, and that was when I went, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to chalk this hot stuff out, you know. Right. And so that's where immediately I'm looking at this going, so are the guys we're dealing with here still 13 in their head? <laughs> was this on purpose? <laughs> yeah. A, Calif- <laughs> a California man put his love of spicy food to the limit when he broke a, oh, my. What is that? Ah. <laughs> Yep, he broke a Guinness <laughs> world record by downing three Carolina Reaper chili peppers in 8.72 seconds. Gregory Foster took on the record for fastest time to eat three Carolina Reaper chilies at the Seaport Shopping Center in downtown San Diego and ended up eating six of these super hot peppers when his first attempt was disqualified. Foster's second attempt ended in 8.72 seconds, successfully taking the record from Canadian pepper fan Mike Jack, who has two first names, who ate three Carolina Reapers in 9.72 seconds. The Carolina Reaper pepper has an average of 1.6 million Scoville heat units compared to 2,500 to 8,000 for the average jalapeno. That's hot. (laughs) yikes he said i'm in practicing for an attempt like this it's more about mechanics and muscle memory so i time myself eating small sweet peppers to get the chewing and swallowing down to automatic responses wow i can imagine that's true you know because after it hits your mouth you can't taste anything anymore and you probably have that fight or flight response so you have to train yourself (laughs) train yourself don't spit it out chew it up and swallow it (laughs) <laughs> wow yikes man yeah just yikes why Jal- I mean, why jalapenos are bad enough i remember years ago at a place i worked we used to go about once a week to get like fried chicken at this it was a gas station that also did fried chicken don't ask but <laughs> they had the big jar of jalapenos on the counter and you could add them to your meal. And one guy would get jalapenos every time he, he we went there. And so the rest of us, you know, gradually started saying, hey, I'll give that a shot. No. <laughs> I tried it a couple of times, and I like my fillings exactly where they are. I don't want them <laughs> melting out of my mouth. Unbelievable. Yeah. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And oh man, you know, Mark, remember there was a song and I don't even, I, it was playing in the background of a store that I was in. I'm guess they were on Sirius XM radio, but it mm. was, um, Mexican radio. I don't know if you do remember that sound, that song that's had that as the hook in it. No, um, I don't. It was in the early days of MTV. Okay. Anyway, back when they played music. That's, <laughs> yeah. But before it was just, yeah. Think about it. Music television, you right. know, I know what. So can you imagine going to work there now and mm. saying, well, you know, I th- I've got an idea that, you know, all these artists, re- they, they do videos and they release them on YouTube. <laughs> Why don't we, we'll, we'll create a television network that just runs music videos. You radical. Kind of like YouTube, you know, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway okay i digress anyway that was in my head and it's still in my head it won't leave it oh, stayed no. there i woke up with it in my head that and shadow dancing or something by barry gibb or one of the gibb guys <laughs> i don't know what's wrong with my head you know i don't either woke up got i woke up got out of bed dragged a comb across my head uh, and found my brain on the end of the stem you know <laughs> All right. <laughs> For a moment there, I thought we were going to have a Beatles moment, but no. No, uh, I had to change it because here we got yes. mayhem. Yes. Here's the headline. Mark sends this, okay? Now, in this thing, it's there's the rolling and British. Yes. Now, if you're a speed reader, you're thinking this is about the Rolling Stones. Yes. But no. But no, no. It's about a downhill sport that doesn't involve skis. After a two-year absence, the sight of people tumbling head over heels down a grassy slope in pursuit of a runaway cheese returns this week to the picturesque English village of Brockworth. As extreme sports go, there are a few as there are few as curious or or as bruising as cheese rolling, an event that was first recorded in 1826 and which has become part of the uh, the Gloucester wow the Gloucestershire folklore. I just butchered that <laughs> on Sunday Gloucester. in the Gloucester. Okay, whatever. Yeah, uh, but there's an extra Shire on the end of it. So I know I, I, I'm just making it up. I was trying to help you. That's like Worcestershire like I know. sauce. I mean, come on, pleeple. Um, on Sunday, pleeple, pleeple. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Friday yet? On Sunday, thousands of spectators will perch themselves on Cooper's Hill just outside of the town to watch the action, which basically involves contestants running and tumbling after a four-kilo round of double Gloucester cheese released by a starter at the top of the 200-meter slope, which features about a 50% gradient. Inevitably... That's a word. Inevitably, Mm. the cheese, which reaches uh, speeds of 70 miles an hour, wins the race, but the prize goes to the first person to make it down to the bottom of the hill. Staying upright is almost impossible, and the sight of bodies flying through the air like ragdolls is all part of the attraction for those watching. To add to the event's unique charm, if you want to call it that, the winner gets to eat the trophy. (laughs) A huge huge chunk of double Gloucester cheese. Jeez. Now, Mark, I have to tell you, I've seen this. I, I don't know too. if you have. Okay. I have, I have. All right. I I was watching something on YouTube one day, you know, where it's rolling the crazy stuff, and I saw it, and I'm like, what in the world? Uh-huh. And so I went back, and I looked, and I'm, I got hooked on it for a while. Yeah. And and then after a little while, I went, you guys are way too old to do that. So, something that stupid. Stop. <laughs> All right. And by the way, unless that mexican radio song from the early 80s of mtv is is something on top of it was actually a song by wall of voodoo i i looked it up okay good for i you. had to it was killing me wall of voodoo is the song you know it was the group the song is called mexican radio it came oh, out in 82 <sighs> it was that, killing me mark it was killing me you know what's bad about that is the now if i ever see if i if i ever see that song or hear that song I'm going to think of people think running of- down the hill chasing cheese. <laughs> Mark, you're welcome. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, a uh, quick reminder, daily we have our daily Bible reading. A daily Bible reading would not, I wouldn't have to say daily. Right. Daily we have. It's a daily Bible reading. It's in the name. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like. If I'm doing the weather forecast, I don't have to say, and it's 68 on degrees on the outside. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, it's that day I'm picking at Nats, man. Help oh, me, Mark. Right. Help me. <laughs> please, please tell me. Please seek help. Because no, I can't. Because every time you try to seek help, you can't find a human. It's always a machine. You're Touch right. three to talk to. You know, I, I am so tired of those. You know, it's well, like I have a cell phone and it makes you pull up your, your phone, the number pad. Mm-hmm. And it's like. You put it on speakerphone because, well, you're not supposed to text and drive, but right. it's really tough to do all this while you're driving. You right, know, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. You're not. Yes, I know. I know. Okay. But the government of Spain has decided that they're sick of the, the services where you call it's all automated and you get the, you know, the answering service press yeah. one, like you were talking about. They want to end that nerve shattering one-sided conversation with a computerized answering service by making it obligatory for companies to offer a real flesh and blood customer service worker when so requested by a caller. So in other words, if you'd like to speak to a person, press whatever, right? So you get actually a person. Well, that is one among a battery of measures included in a customer service bill presented by Spain's left-wing coalition government on Tuesday. The bill will need the approval of Spain's parliament before it can become law. The bill would also seek to do away with long wait times by forcing companies to answer calls within three minutes. Providers of basic services such as utilities, phone, and internet will have to offer customer service 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. All other companies will have to uh, provide customer service during working hours. All customer complaints will have to be responded to within 15 days. The law will apply to all utility providers regardless of their size and all other companies with more than 250 workers or whose business exceeds 50 million euros, that's $53 million, a year. Fines for breaking the law will range from 150 euros to 100,000 euros. That's 160 bucks to 106,000 bucks. <laughs> wow. I wonder if they're going to make everybody be a Spanish-speaking individual. Is that as their first language? Because I'll be honest, whenever I do reach an actual human being, English is not their first language. Oftentimes, I don't think it's. I don't even think it's a secondary language. I think it's right. one where they go. I know four words in in American. You know that kind of thing. It's not English. I know. We don't speak English. Anyway, they're listening for you to say certain words and going, "Oh, that's page 12, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> liferadio.fm the market max show and i have to say this right now because i'm thinking right. it bob esponga <laughs> a few minutes ago when we were talking about the spanish you know in spain they're making a yeah. law where you have to talk to humans and yeah. that's all i could think of was the uh, spongebob uh we we actually there you go no escucho I love it. Yes. Wow, I love it. You know the the one that sounds mean. Yeah, is the Russian is if I was a little kid growing up in Russia, uh-huh. I think I would reach for the vodka bottle if that was what I was faced with every day. You know, see, I'm sorry, sir. 
Here's my money. Here's my lunch money. I'll tell you whatever you want. I'll go to my room. I'll go to my room. They got tired of singing it, you can tell. Wow. Oh, come on. There's way too many Man. syllables in that song. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well, there you have it. That's how Mark and I spend our days. Hopefully, you've had just as much fun as us. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And as you and I go through life, the one thing, and we've We've mentioned it a lot around graduation time uh, about continuing your, your education, regardless of, you know, your age or whatever. Um, there's a California man who got his high, t- his high school diploma yeah. a little bit later than normal, but he still he went and he got it for. And there's a good reason for this. Mm-hmm. He had nothing better to do. <laughs> Ted Sams regretted missing his high school graduation. He regretted it for 60 years, actually. He's 78 now, and Sam's can finally call himself a graduate after donning a cap and gown and receiving his diploma Friday with the class of 2022 at Southern California's San Gabriel High School. Back in 1962, when he was a high school senior, Sam's got in trouble and was suspended for five days before the end of the school year. He said he missed a crucial final exam and had to make it up for the sum over the summer. Quote, when I went back with my grade, They wouldn't give me my diploma because I owed $4.80 for a book. And so I just walked away and said, forget it. The school still had Sam's original diploma locked away in an old filing cabinet. He beamed as he walked across the graduation stage at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena and received the diploma. He said, over the years, I complained to my kids a number of times about how $4.80 kept me from having my diploma. Sam said he had plans on hanging the diploma on a wall at his home. Uh, you know, $4.80, you know, in 1962? Yeah. What would that be today? Like half a million? <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. liferadio.fm the mark and mag show and uh, boy oh boy i wondered when we were going to start seeing the you know re- the return of jaws mm-hmm. every year at this time right after we get past memorial day they usually wait till then you know so that the beach goers that want to you know the guys want to make money on that big week three-day weekend yeah but then after memorial day weekend we start seeing them there you go the music <laughs> is there that means it's time for richard dreyfus to be in the news for a change <laughs> it's the unofficial start of summer in new england that means a couple of things for residents sun sand surf and yeah sharks The first official white shark sighting of the season in Massachusetts occurred Sunday, and officials are urging the public to bone up on shark safety before they hit the beach. A video of the sighting was initially posted online by Nantucket Current and confirmed Monday by the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy. In the video, onlookers audibly marvel at the sight of a shark eating a seal close to the shore. The sighting happened just off Great Point on Nantucket. White sharks mostly prey on seals, and the area's growing seal population and white sharks' protected status have caused a significant rebound for the animals around Cape Cod. The National Park Service has no plans to take actions that would reduce seal or shark populations. 
because that's what you want around the beach is lots and lots of sharks as the the shark population (laughs) has grown so too has the shark tourism industry with charter boat operators offering shark sighting tours off the coast sharks sharks hunt for seals in shallow water so beachgoers should stay close to shore and limit splashing (laughs) that's going to happen at the beach they should also avoid Mm -hmm. isolation in the water as well as areas where seals are present or areas with low visibility and you know how we have uh, the colored sh- the colored flags for uh, the water conditions? They have flags with a white shark yeah. silhouette on a purple background to let them know there are sharks. <laughs> we have shark activity today. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yep. The season for white sharks tends to peak in the late summer and early fall. Sightings and attacks can happen anytime, though. The last deadly shark attack in New England occurred in Maine back in 2020. Wow. I like the early in the article um, where it said bone up on shark safety before hitting the beach. Yes. Well, bone up on really. Okay. So what, what am I to do? If you're going in the water, the sharks can be there without you knowing it, you know, that's true. And I guess you have to know how to scream really loud underwater. Is that what we're doing now? I mean, do you, do you put something on your body that makes it stink like uh, extra onions and peppers and stuff? So if he bites it, he gets water in his eyes and he can't think straight. I mean, I, somebody's always got water in his eyes. Come on. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, what am I supposed to do? You always have these stories about some guy who's getting attacked by a shark and he pokes it in the eye like it's a Molarian curly slap, you know, and right. it's like, oh, yeah. and he ran away. No, he didn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. He didn't even swim away. He rolled over and played dead because he was afraid of you. Yeah, that's what he did. Uh-huh. The Mark and Mac Show. liferadio.fm the mark and mag show and you know we do appreciate you joining us each day and i'm a little bit jumbled up mark yeah and i because i keep thinking about you tearing your yard up while you're mowing it and jane going what are you doing i mean are you are you doing crop circles in the grass (laughs) i thought we had a deal that you were going to go ahead and get rid of the grass and pave it paint it green but you know yeah too much too much money way too expensive i mean really have you priced Uh Anything that has to do with construction lately? Mark. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. That's what it used to be. You know, I, I used to have those excuses like, well, you know, my, my back's bothering me, my knee hurts, mm-hmm. whatever. I'll get on, I'll, give me a couple of days. Now it's like, well, baby, I don't know how much we can get on a uh, home equity line of credit, but if you want that bathroom fixed, we need to start negotiating now. Jane asked me a few weeks ago, uh, is, does our, our weed eater not work? <laughs> You know what she was getting at. I said, sure it does. You want me to teach you how to use it? <laughs> oh, Mark. And you know what I've been doing every day since then? You know, because we talk Washing about Washing your own clothes, I eating know, your own I have been food. out in the stinking yard every day since then. That's where I've been. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I now have crop circles on the front lawn. liferadio.fm it is the mark and mag show and man we really do appreciate you joining us and we really do appreciate when you share this with somebody it's one of the coolest things to you know especially for me being out at like a little league game or whatever and somebody will say hey i heard you guys i just found life radio and you know like Woo-hoo. thank you you know yeah. now, now tell everybody else you know <laughs> all right so because 
there are people that are going to miss this story today, Mark, about right. a 103-year-old Swedish woman. What did she do, Mark? Well, Dave. I want this. 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 A major prize. A major prize. I won. I won. I won. She won a major award. A Swedish woman broke a Guinness World Record when she went tandem skydiving at the age of 103. Ruth Larson, who took her first skydiving trip at the age of 101, returned wow. to the same skydiving business outside of Matala on Sunday and jumped out of a plane at 2 p.m. The Guinness adjudicator was on hand to confirm that Larson earned the record for oldest tandem parachute jump subcategory female the mm-hmm. previous record holder Catherine hodges was 103 years years old and 129 days when she jumped out of a plane in 2019 larson yikes was two years old when axel roll thornbald became the first swede to make a parachute jump back in 1920 wow yeah that's pretty cool yeah that's pretty cool man <laughs> all i keep thinking of you know we always talk about you know they had a, a successful jump from a plane mm-hmm. well the successful jump is just the first part. I really want to count the successful landing because she 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 still sets the record by the jump. You know, it's like I guess if you didn't, you'd have a, a Guinness rec- a subcategory for the first successful skydive and cratering. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show with, boy, oh, boy, we've got dogs and cats living together. <laughs> Mass hysteria, Mark. Dozens. Hey, wait a minute. Yes. It just hit me. We had the Spanish law about call centers earlier. Mm-hmm. Now we've got dogs in the Spanish race. Holy mm-hmm. moly, Mark. Yep. Where did the, you know, just throwing it out there that we've got a theme. Yeah, we seem to. Dozens of dogs rode on paddle border, uh, paddle boards for their owners at the Dog Paddle Surf Race in Spain. The event was Sunday in El Masnou, north of Barcelona. It required dogs to remain on the paddle boards at all times while their owners paddled along the nearly one-mile course. Dog Flow Sports, the group that organized the Dog Paddle Surf Race, said the event was a test of training because the owners had to help their dogs resist the temptation to jump into the water. <laughs> Organizers said the event was the first of what they hope will become an annual race. <laughs> Good. Queen. You're trying to maintain your balance. You're trying to win the <sighs> race. You're trying to keep the dog from going <gasps> water, you know, <laughs> jumping in. <laughs> That's a bit of a challenge. A bit. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and i am so glad mark and i mean this that there's a florida story because right now (laughs) there is a picture on facebook and it says it's got a picture of a shell station okay and Mm -hmm. it's a gas station where it has regular gas eight dollars and 76 cents right yeah okay but then I'm looking at this picture. I'm going, okay, there's something wrong. You know how people post these things? Like, I thought it was California, but mm. not. It's in Florida. Uh. And I'm looking at that. I went, okay, I'm calling uh, fake news on this. And let yeah. me tell you why. It has 876 and 910 for regular. But then it has the same price for ethanol, same price for diesel. Oh, no, that's not happening. Yeah. No. And that doesn't happen anywhere. So right. it's somebody trying to get a bunch of shares and a bunch of mm-hmm. people to talk about how bad it is under Biden and all yeah. that. This is how this is the fake news that they, being the liberal Democrats, mm. 
this is what their goal was back when uh, in 2016 and well, 15 and 16, when Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump were battling it out and what they Hillary Clinton's team wanted to do. They wanted to plant stories in the news that were easy to prove they were fake. But to have them in such a way they were kind of salacious for conservative Republicans to share. They'd be like, oh, I got to share this. Oh, my gosh, I got to share this. And the whole idea was they would let it go viral. And then they would turn around and say, no, it isn't. It's fake. They're mm-hmm. doing they are lying. You can't trust them. That was the plan. Yeah, um, it began actually. You know, I said 15 and 16 it actually began in 2007 and 8 when Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama were battling it out for the nomination. And oh, yeah. it kind of tabled for a few years and then came back with a vengeance. And uh, this is your ultimate fake news, so don't share it. And when you see something like that, look up the source. Look Mm -hmm. at things, you know, don't share something just because it helps you prove a point you're trying to make. Don't, just be cool. So there you go. I'm calling. I'm calling it, man. LifeRadio.fm. Ye old Mark and Mac show. <laughs> Hadn't said that in a while. <laughs> Had to throw good. it in there, man. All right. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. I was giving you time to find it, but the uh, <laughs> thanks. Mark and Mac show just rolling along, singing a song side by side. I I got distracted with the uh, fake news, you know, oh, gas yeah. price in Florida. Yeah. yeah. And what caught my attention, obviously, was another Florida story because right. it says this: Florida woman finds alligator swimming. In their backyard pool. Wow. <laughs> yep. A woman captured video when she spotted an alligator beating the Memorial Day heat. It was taking a swim in her backyard pool. <laughs> Stacy uh, Gunon of Windermere said that she spotted the gator taking a swim in her backyard pool about 8 a.m. Monday. She contacted police and was directed to the Orange County Sheriff's Office. The Sheriff's Office contacted the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission's Nuisance Alligator Hotline. that'll tell you something if you live in a state with a nuisance alligator hotline just prepare for stuff like this she was told it'd be a few hours before a trapper could respond and the gator left on its own before anybody got there the charlotte county florida family called the sheriff's office there to help earlier in may when a much larger alligator they estimated to be over 550 pounds was found swimming in their pool that gator was safely relocated wow like i've said before this is florida if you live in florida you're gonna deal with alligators it's just part of life there can't you feed them those little green things that are running amok over there the little iguanas the iguanas yeah (laughs) yeah can't you feed the iguanas to the gators which one do you want to get bigger the iguanas or the gators (laughs) oh i don't know which one makes the better shoes liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and another beautiful day in the neighborhood summer has hit yeah you know we had a long we had a long moderate spring and now we've got you know the summer which is still it actually is pretty mild all things considered i mean we're not in that 90 degree burning up kind of thing we actually have like i think tomorrow like high in the mid 80s with low humidity that'll be kind of digging that yeah yeah yeah, it so got, it got, if you, got up around 90 my place yesterday, and I, yeah. was, I was out in it. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you, man. <laughs> everything, everything, apparently. <laughs> All right. Well, in California, if you have a doggy door, you might want to watch out. 
Yeah. Um, a coyote was able to sneak into a California home by using the doggy door. The coyote, who was roaming around the Woodland Hills neighborhood in Los Angeles, entered Julie Levi- Levine's home through her doggy door after he <laughs> left over a wall. Security cameras oh placed outside the home captured the incident, which lasted minutes before Levine's dogs chased the, the coyote away. <laughs> Levine <laughs> says she's now going to be closing her doggy door and that she'll no longer allow the dogs to go outside alone. I think he probably went down the wall, saw what he was up against, and probably skedaddled out of here, she said. Uh, then the dogs wow. realized they caught, the, uh, they caught the scent because they're beagles, and they have incredible noses, and they, they went nuts. And that's why I decided to look at the security camera to see what all the hubbub was about. It turns out it was a very large coyote. Man, how old is this woman? She's even skedaddled and hubbub. I mean, if she could throw in rhubarb, we're all set, man. This is like 1940s radio. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show where, boy, oh boy, we can tie movies into just about everything, <laughs> including this. Bees! Bees! <laughs> How did you know? Bees everywhere! God, they're huge! They're ripping my Save yourself. I'm starting to swell up! Save yourself! Don't be the hero! Don't be a hero. They're huge and they're stinking! Save yourself! Your firearms are useless against them! Good grief. Oh, man. Police in New York responded to a lower Manhattan building to remove a swarm of eight thousand honeybees that took up residence on an awning on the side of the building the new york police department said personnel with the department's b unit let that sink in for just a moment the uh-huh. new york police department has a b unit they responded to the the uh, number three world trade center when the bees were spotted late saturday night the b unit safely collected the bees and relocated them to an apple orchard so they took him to a farm in the country. Uh, the uh, new New York Police Department said it was the bee unit's second call of the year after 20,000 bees were removed from a Queens park earlier in May. <laughs> okay. I read that as Queens Trailer Park, you oh. know, and I thought, <laughs> wow, we really have spread, Mark. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings on liferadio.fm.